the pen is mightier than the sword. My tagline is your voice heard through the written word. That is what I love to provide for my clients, content writing, blog writing, and other social media or marketing initiatives they need in the written word to promote what makes them better and different from others in their profession. Creating a robust narrative that fully captures their why has everything to do with the content that promotes their brand image and area of expertise. From pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network, it's the Communication Commandments, a presentation of Boston Edits. Now here's your host, Kim Calvey. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this segment of Communication Commandments. Joining us today, we have another great guest, my good friend, Mike Costello, the term doctor, who will spend some time with us this morning sharing what his business is known for, how that service benefits his clients, and what makes his expertise better and different from others in the same vertical. So let's launch right into it. Mike, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Kim. So now you and I have known each other for a little while, but only recently we had the discussion about how you came to name yourself and the company, the term doctor. Can you explain that? Yes. Most people are well familiar with term insurance and Mm -hmm. obviously everybody has a doctor. So I tried to uh, mix them both together to be the term doctor meaning that I will will help you out with your term insurance. And most people who are having an operation usually have a second opinion. Mm -hmm. And with life insurance policies, it's really great to have a second opinion as well because there's so many companies out there that have so many niches and nuances that that I know I can help everybody out there with a second opinion. So if you have a plan in place, life insurance has been deflationary for 25 years. Uh, guess what? It's cheaper right now than it was 25 years ago. So uh, mm. just give me a call. That's important. It's cheaper than it was 25 years ago. Okay. So now, you know, I know that you, again, in conversation, you, you've mentioned that you pride yourself in knowing that that medical part of underwriting. And before you had mentioned to me, like heart, kidneys, diabetes, what else? Like types of cancers or what, what else? Yeah, it's, I've been in the business for a long time, and, and I do pride myself on the medical part of it. So just that's kind of a separator for me, just knowing mm-hmm. the nuances. So just pick uh, prostate. Mm-hmm. Many men are getting it in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. They still need insurance in those ages. And there's different types of prostate cancers, and there's different grades and levels and Gleason scores. And if you've never been involved with any type of prostate cancer, you would not know about it. But if I see it, not daily, but weekly, and there's things called pyrads and lesions and different types of grades that come about. And then there's a radical prostatectomy. There's, there's, you can do a thing called cyberknife to eradicate the problem. You can use seeds to eradicate the problem through radiation. So there's this, and then there's kaifu, which is freezing them as well. So in in different stages, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. And during those, the process, you you won't be able eligible for life insurance, but afterwards there's a part of, it's called your PSA. And most males know what a, what a PSA is. And and it's, it's usually supposed to be between zero and four. Mm -hmm. When you have a radical prostatectomy, it's supposed to be zero or undetectable, which is 
0.01 or 0.02 maybe, but anything over that, then the cancer is still there and it's a problematic. So it's escaped the prostate and it's in your body. I see. So it sounds to me like where you're able to help clients the most is not just you're able to give them an insurance policy, but you have a deep understanding of prostate cancer and other types of cancers. So those two reasons alone, I would think set you ahead of other others in your industry. But can you give examples of clients whom you've helped? Yeah, I had one gentleman, he was in his late 50s. And he, we did, we did a medical exam on him, he needed, five, I think, $5 million of life insurance. Mm-hmm. It came back that his PSA was 13. So I and so the company declined him. And he called me up and said, Mike, what should I do? I said, if, if I was you, I would see your doctor yesterday. I said, this is this wow. is really important. Zero to four is normal. You're, you're three, more than three times that level. So he went to his physician and had a radical prostatectomy, which means that they removed the, prost- the whole prostate. And it's frightening for a male to have this done and because there's a lot of other PD and other elements mm-hmm. come into play after that urinary problems. There's, there's a lot of issues that can happen, but a good prostatectomy by a great surgeon, you know, can come out on the other side, you know, doing well. This particular guy had, had, he had, his PSA was over the undetectable part or 0.03 or 0.04. And so he had to have hormonal therapy. Basically they inject your body with hormones that, that go after the testosterone which causes, which, which can contribute to the PSA. And by doing this, it eradicated his PSA to a level of zero and, and everything, you know, worked out great. So what happened was the next year I applied for insurance since his PSA was zero, everybody declined him. The next year, everybody declined him. The year after everybody declined him. So this now year four, I went back, everybody declined him, but one company. Thus, my expression, one man's trash is another man's treasure. They gave him, which is like the sixth best rate. It's called the Table B, which was a great rate. He was elated. It was part of a buy-sell agreement, which I do a lot of. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, bonding between, a life insurance between partners or, or among partners. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to get that valuable insurance to protect his shares of his business in case he did die. Wow. That's a fascinating story because what stands out to me is that you looked after this whole matter for what, four years, you said? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you just didn't give up. You just didn't take the case and look at it and, oh, okay, well, this isn't going anywhere and just, you know, put everything in the recycle bin. I mean, that's, to me, that's, that shows a level of dedication and and real care. I mean, doctors care for their patients. I guess insurance adjust, insurance brokers do as well. Well, every year we got updated medical notes to corroborate that his PSA okay. was zero or in fact undetectable. And mm-hmm. that was important to the underwriters to see that A, he do, he had been doing follow-ups and B, that nothing changed at first. So it, it worked out great. I mean, it was just, it's, it was a real win for him. And it was just, that, that's, to me, that's the fun part about being in this business. As I always mm-hmm. say, Anybody can write Superman or Superwoman. You just go to the top and there it is. Take the best rate. But when it gets to the nitty gritty and, and the devils in the details, and you got to 
you know, find the company first and talk to underwriters and walk them through it. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's really the, the separated with me is my relationship with underwriters. Really? Okay. So, so because of your understanding, your willingness to go the extra mile for your clients, and because of your relationship with the underwriters, that's a real comprehensive service that you're providing. As I always say, Kim, if it's gray and I need white, I get it. If it's gray and I need purple, I don't ask for it. So mm-hmm. by, by meaning that is that if it's really close, then I'm going to come to the table with some cachet. And just they, when the underwriters know I come to the table to fight for my clients, they know that I'm not going to come and just be the, guy, the loudest voice in the room. I'm going to come back mm-hmm. and come with informative and, and substantive information to back up my pledge to get my insured better insurance or a better rate. So they, and they want to do business with me. They want to give me that, but I have to show them a reason why. And the fact that my company does $6 million of insurance a year. It sounds to me like I know you pretty well. You come to the table, like you said, and you've got all of your information, you're well-prepared and you're looking for the best policy you can get for your client. I think what I appreciate about you, and and I have not needed your services, but the way you come across, I would think that anybody who reads your website, talks to you, will eventually listen to this podcast. I think anybody who hears your voice understands that you're going to get the best policy for them and that you've got a compassionate sounding voice versus just all business. And quite honestly, for me, that just sounds like that's a more inviting reason why someone should want to do business with you. I mean, I think that something I learned a long time ago is that business is really about people and the way you explain and the way you talk to people is just reassuring. I'd like to be able to say that to you. Now, have you gotten that sort of feedback from clients? Yeah. I mean, I I worked at one probably like five years ago. It was, it was kind of a cool situation. I had dinner with an underwriter from a major company in the North End, and I brought uh, three different files with me to go over with them. And one of the files was a gentleman who, it, it, the big thing is, I always say the devil's in the details, and, and we deal with, it's called APSs, attending physician statements. And basically, those are your medical records. So an APS is just if you've gone to Leahy Clinic or, or Mass General and, and you've had an operation or illness or injury, it's in there. So we get we retrieve those medical records and I read them personally. And then and then I, I can see where sometimes I have to pivot from one company to another. We There's different, a lot, a lot of insurers don't tell you all the truth. They say, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then they forgot about sleep apnea or about a dermatologist appointment or that mm. they smoke marijuana or there's, there's just <laughs> oh. a bevy of situations that they, or they smoked three years ago and they say they're not smokers. So mm. whatever you tell your, your doctor, they write it down. So that's pretty important to know when you're talking to your physician. So if you drink a bunch of beers on the weekend, you don't want to tell your physician that unless you have a problem. If you smoke weed all the time, you might not want to tell your physician that he's going to write it down. And it's fine if you don't get life insurance and we don't need the medical notes. But if you do, I've mm-hmm. seen so many insurers shoot themselves in the foot. This I'm not saying betray your doctor and don't tell them the truth, but just be sensible about it. And mm-hmm. 
in this case, this guy, this gentleman was down in New York City. He was away from his family and he was going out every night. And he was kind of getting a little worried about himself. He's drinking, drinking between four and five beers a night and at, at just hanging out because he was lonely. He came back and, but it was in his medical notes that he did that for, you know, like five or six months. So everybody declined. Him. And then, so I, I said, I went back to the underwriter. I said, he looked at AA, but he says it wasn't an issue. It was just out of boredom. It wasn't that he needed to drink. It was just, just kind of, yep. so anyhow, we, everybody declined him because he was a binge drinker and, and he was an alcoholic and the underwriter and I hashed through it and, and we got it, well, got him a great rate. The other file was about a, a guy up in Maine who very successful, both these guys were really successful. They really needed the, the life insurance. He had an opiate addiction probably seven or eight years ago. And he still, in the medical records, says that he smokes marijuana occasionally and has some drinks occasionally. Now, anytime you have been institutionalized for any types of substance abuse, whether it be drugs or alcohol, then most, practically all the companies, I can say all the companies, want you to abstain from everything. So if it's alcohol, they don't want you going to pot or anything else. If it's opiates, they don't want you doing pot or alcohol. Mm. When I spoke to the underwriter that night, I said his problem, it was opiates. It's not alcohol. It's not marijuana. And he just does it, does it occasionally three or four times a year, both, both marijuana and alcohol. And he recognized that he's eradicated his problem, the opiate part. He stuck to that. And, and we got him an insurance policy where, where no one else could do it. And then hmm. the last file was a good friend of mine who's uh, races automobiles. And you're saying, oh boy, who, who would give life insurance? <laughs> or not, not rate, rate, yeah. So he's in this, he drives, I think he drives, I forget which type of car he drives, but it's, it's, it's I think Fast. it's a BMW. Yeah, it's a BMW. <laughs> and in order to pass somebody on the racetrack, the guy in front of you has to raise his hand. That means that he knows you're coming up on him and he's allowing you to pass because he can't beat you. So it's kind of a gentleman racing. It's not like bumper cars and Jimmy Johnson going okay. after Kyle Petty or whatever. It's really kind of gentlemanly. And we got, I, he had a million dollars of insurance and uh, he was paying X. I got him $2 million dollars for the same amount. And I, re I reset his years at 20 years. So I got double, double the insurance. I, I got more than, I think he had 13 wow. years left on his policy. So I got to reset it at 20. And then I think the premium was just right, right around what, what he was paying before. So it was a total win. So that, that, that just shows you that my relationship with underwriters and some underwriters are in Oregon. So I don't, or in, oh. or in Alabama. So I don't really get to see them, but we talk all the time. Mm -hmm. My relationships, they love hearing from me because when I, we, have, we always talk about them and how they're doing first and normal life. And then we get into the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're not best friends, but they're friends and they, they like hearing from me. So it's a big separator in my business to be able to talk to any underwriter for any company whom I represent. And as I always say, the guys and women that are proprietary, meaning the the New York Lives, the Guardians, the Mass Mutuals, mm -hmm. uh, the Northwest Mutual, they're all great companies and, and I just never would deface them. But 
when they put a policy through their company, they can speak to their underwriters only. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Right? But when they go outside, they have to have a mouthpiece to speak to an underwriter for another company. They cannot go to direct to a Transamerica or American General or Prudential or John Hancock. They Mm -hmm. would have to go through a person like me. So when I write your insurance, there's Mm -hmm. no middle person between me and the underwriter. And to have those relations is so much value. And that it just, it's probably worked like 10 times in the last month and a half. I've got somebody from standard to standard plus or preferred to preferred plus or standard to plus to preferred just by, you know, going, going to bat for them and knowing the situation and explain it to an underwriter Mm -hmm. who has an open ear. Who has an open ear and who also you've cultivated a good rapport with. Yes. Very good. Okay. And you've been doing this for how long? 30 years. Okay, so that's a long time to cultivate some solid relationships. It sure is. Yeah, Good for it's, you. It's, it's, and again, that's for me, that's the fun part. It's just, it's, it's not that I'm saying writing Superman or Superwoman is boring because, but if that was the case, everybody would do it because mm-hmm. I, it would be easy, but it's not easy. And, the, and like I said before, the devil's in the details and you just gotta, I'm never satisfied until I know that I get the best rate for my client. I just, I never, I never am. So what happens is sometimes like a cholesterol levels will come in high or blood pressure levels, or maybe the sugar levels are high. And one, one company will rate he or she at X. And then mm-hmm. I'll just take all that information. I'll take the readings and I'll disseminate it to four or five companies that would be players in that type of risk. And they'll come back and say, yeah, that's a great rate. Yeah, good rate. No, we can do better. So what, what happens is then is we, I already have your medicals. I have your doctor's notes. Mm-hmm. So we just jump ship and it's a couple signatures and they have the information at hand. And then we just get you the best rate. And then, you know, when I walk away, I know that no one's going to come in and, and say, you, he did a poor job or I can beat that because it just doesn't happen. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, you certainly put a lot of work into it. I mean, you come, like we, we discussed already, you come prepared You've developed a rapport for over 30 years with all of these underwriters all over the country or wherever you're licensed, which we'll talk about in a minute. But you work hard on on behalf of your client, even if it takes a few years. I'd say those three bullet points are important value adds that I haven't seen anywhere. It is true. And and again, I just, I I like doing that. I I like Mm -hmm. going back to them and saying, these are the alternatives. This is where we start and this is where we should finish. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, and that's mm-hmm. why I get some good referrals. That's why I have happy customers. And, and uh, that's why I'm successful in, in my business. Good for you. Good for you. Is that what you like most about your job? About your, because you sound more like a consultant than you are a broker, but it's just me. <sighs> no, I, I, yeah, it is. The, the fun part is like, I had, a, I had a case and I guess lawyers and, and physicians and insurance guys call cases. So I had a case on this one gentleman and he had this disease called Maytherman and it, and it basically affects your calves. And from that, you get DVTs, deep vein thrombosis, mm-hmm. which causes clotting. And then it can, can go up and you can die yeah, from it. Right. Well, it's your veins. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So, so he had a, a different he didn't have DVTs, but he had something like that. So what what I did is, again, I, I chased him for about, it was about six months to get his signature on a HIPAA form so I could retrieve his medical yeah. records. Mm-hmm. So then I, I knew that there'd be like probably eight carriers who would be players for that type of situation. 
mm-hmm. and probably four of them declined him, and the three of them gave him a real substandard rate, and then one company gave him preferred. Mm-hmm. And I just I looked and I read it and I looked and I read it, and I called him on a Friday night at six thirty. He was he was bringing his family up the mountains, and I said, Jay. I don't get excited a lot in my business, but I am so excited about this rate. I said, you, you got preferred. I mean, it's just, so in his case, he was paying, it was part of a buy-sell agreement. He was paying $14,000 for $2 million of insurance for mm-hmm. 10 years. And I ended up getting him $4 million for 9000 for 20 years. We've, wow. we've talked about that before, Kim. It's the triple threat where I can increase face amount, increase years, mm-hmm. and reduce reduce premium. And that's in, in a, it's a kind of a basketball meta, metaphor where I, I've coached basketball for years and years. And you get in a stance when you get the ball and you become a triple threat. You can drive to the basket, you can pass it off, or you can shoot. And, mm. and that's the triple threat that I like to try to do it doesn't happen all the time obviously but one or two of the three usually happens where i increase face and keep the premium the same or increase years keep the premium the same or i increase the face amount Mm -hmm. and reduce uh, premiums and and again that's the second opinion part of it again that's Mm -hmm. just giving me the chance to take a look at what you have and the, the best part about me is I'm not a scalper. I'm not going to, if you have a whole life policy and it's in the sixth year, I'm not going to replace it. Mm-hmm. It's valuable insurance. You've paid a lot of money into it and the horizon is is good for you if you have a qualitative company. So I don't replace just to replace. I replace only with value. Okay. Well, that's very good. That's a very good analogy using basketballs as triple threat. I like that. I think that's a context that even someone like myself who doesn't play basketball can identify with. That makes sense. So, but I know that you're licensed in many other States. Well, pretty much on, on the West coast, I am uh, in Oregon, Mm -hmm. uh, Washington, California. Then you come in a little bit of New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona. I'm in Illinois, Minnesota, pretty much the whole East coast. And then I know there's a little bit of Georgia on the coast. So there's, I'm not, you know, there's the, and it, for me, so if anybody has relatives in any other state, you know, I still can speak to them. I'm licensed in Texas and Illinois. So in all the big major states I am, and it, it takes me only a day and a half to get licensed in a state that I'm not licensed in. So, okay. so it just let, you know, Cross the border, it never it does. It's, it's no problem. Anything in New England, I'm all licensed in all the states, and and then just go down all the Carolinas, New Jersey, New Yorks, and Pennsylvanias. Those are the big states with that I'm uh, licensed as well in Tennessee. So okay, good. All right. So can you summarize who your ideal client is? I mean, you touched on a, a couple, a few, but if somebody listening to this podcast wanted to reach out to you, but they have a specific problem. What, what are some conditions that you are also well-versed in besides prostate cancer and opioids and marijuana use, that sort of thing? What, what else? Well, the, the big thing is the client thinks he's, he or she is paying too much for his or her insurance. Okay. And that, that's really the, the person, or, or they think they're uninsurable. Some people are flat out uninsurable, and there's people that I can't help because the, the horses are out of the barn, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that are insured, 
are insurable that don't think they can get insurance. And the, 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 one of the, the biggest things that I do, one of my creeds is I, I satisfy the need and work backwards based on budget. And by that, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and write the insurance that, that a grieving spouse would want to receive to, to help their family's financial future going forward. So I'm not going to write a, a universal life policy that would pay me more money and but not I wouldn't want to walk into that you know fu- funeral parlor with anything less that would I should have written for, for that particular client mm-hmm. and 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 this kind of resonates and and one of my really great friends in the 80s and 90s we used to go see the Red Sox play all the time he died on a golf course it was very freakish it would be take too long to to tell to, to tell the, the whole story but I went to his wake. I hadn't seen his wife in about three or four years. And there was a long line because he was a really popular guy. And uh, she broke away from the casket in the line. She walked right over to me and she said, Mike Costello, I can't thank you enough for the policies mm. that you wrote on Patrick. You've saved my family's financial future. Really? Wow. Yes. What a testimonial. Wow. And that's why we do it is just uh, because... No one knows what's going to happen. You read it in the papers and everybody says it can't happen to me until it does. Mm. And so long as you you talk to me, you'll be, you'll be fully covered and you'll get the best price out there. That's what I can guarantee. And I'll work very hard for you. Well, that's, that part's certainly very obvious. Okay. Mike, where can our listeners find you? The best, and it's funny, I always say email, text, phone, I always mm-hmm. say smoke signals. I, I can be I can be called upon in a lot of ways, but my cell phone is the best, and I'm very accessible. And if I don't answer, I'm on the other line, and I will pick up. And that's nine seven eight five nine zero 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 six four. Or you can email me at mike dot at nbga dot com. Okay, very good. And you have a website? Yes, the the, the term doctor dot com is one of them and uh, northeastbrokerage.com. Okay. So somebody could Google you for either of those and find you that way. And if they didn't catch your contact information, they can find it on either of those websites. Correct? Yes, Kim. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you, Mike, for the privilege of your time today. As always, it's wonderful to talk to you. And I'm so glad that you were able to share with us today your story. Um, I'd love to have you back on the show sometime if you're amenable to that okay great before we conclude i'd like to thank my producer david yass podfather extraordinaire of the boston podcast network for making this show available on podcast outlets everywhere i'm kim calvey host of communication commandments and owner of boston edits you can find me by googling boston edits spelled just like it sounds my email address is kim at boston edits.com my phone number is 972-800-2406 I have a LinkedIn profile under my full name, Kimberly Calvey, as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Have a great day.